This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey there, this week on the Clubhouse episode with Ashley and Kevin is one of my most favorite people, not only personally, but also creatively, Caitlin Timmons. Kate is just someone who absolutely has this incredibly talented way of creating beautiful, beautiful, not only music, but videos. And you may actually know her because she has been working with Sue for years and years as her assistant. And eventually as her videographer, she also has the social motion packs for photographers for social media. She talks all about what all of this has been like through her career with Sue, creating her own products. It's just such an amazing experience. And I know you're going to love Kate. Okay, let's get started with Kate, Ashley, and Kevin. Welcome everyone to the Portrait System Podcast Clubhouse Edition. My name is Kevin Conde and I'm here with my co-host Ashley Taylor. If you are not familiar with the Portrait System, we're a portrait photography podcast that is powered by Sue Bryce Education. Nikki Klosser hosts our Monday episodes, and Ashley and I co-host our Clubhouse Edition, which is live here on the Clubhouse app every Friday at noon Pacific. And then our episodes are released on Thursdays. You can tune in on your favorite podcast app by searching for The Portrait System. Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm great, Kevin. I'm excited to be back, and I'm so excited to introduce our very special guest today. We have Caitlin Timmons, who also goes by the name Kate for her music career. She is the founder of Social Motion Packs, and she's also an amazing musician, so I'm so excited to have you on, Kate. Thank you for having me. It's so fun to talk to you. So you have been such an integral part of the SBE team, well, working alongside Sue, creating the behind-the-scenes content and promotional vid- videos, and mm-hmm. recently having your social motions packs go on sale in the Portrait Master Store. Yeah. And we thought it would be a good opportunity to be able to talk with you about social media and how you've okay. grown your business. So let's talk about social motion packs. To my knowledge, there is nothing else on the market giving content creators the ability to add Stock vertical video backgrounds. Where did you get the unique <laughs> idea to create this product? And how did you determine that it was actually a need? Yeah, I mean, yeah, as far, to my knowledge, we are the only library that offers only vertical video. So that's kind of exciting to me and not something that I really actually set out to do. <laughs> it just kind of happened um, that way. How I got the idea, though, was... Um, you know, as you guys know, I was uh, working with Sue Bryce Education for many years and the Portrait Masters as well. And I, I was essentially, I think my title <laughs> was, you know, video marketing creator. Like that's what I did for them. And I also had a freelance business where I would work with brands and entrepreneurs. Um, I did a few videos for Ashley. Yes, you did. They're my favorite. (laughs) I still still love those videos. They're so beautiful. And um, yeah, so I worked also simultaneously as a freelance videographer for about three and a half years, um, creating video marketing for creatives. And what I noticed during that time was 
um, it, it was kind of when vertical video was really starting to um, be really integral and important to businesses and brands. And so it was something that I started to offer in my services where I would create a campaign of four to five vertical videos for my clients. And I just kind of I had this idea probably in the in the fall of 2019 but I was extremely busy at the time uh with my clients and I just I didn't I didn't pursue it for for a good like four to five months um after I I had the idea of just offering collections of vertical videos that are beautiful that you know don't look stock or corporate or super masculine or you know because as a videographer I would scroll on these stock video sites all the time to to try to to fill gaps in my videos or whatever and I always just noticed that the videos that were available just weren't anything that I think a cool brand would want to put their name on Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just I had this idea and I thought you know when COVID hit I lost all my clients Um, but it ended up being a really big blessing in disguise because I had the time to kind of pursue this idea that I had had months before. I had no idea that this was something that kind of came out of COVID for you. I guess I don't really remember when you officially started doing it, but I just, um, yeah, that's interesting that you say that it's kind of COVID that allowed you to kind of have the time and space to, to create Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. And, you know, like it started with just... I had just um, changed my camera in my kit um, a few months, like in January of 2020. And I, I had the idea around then, but like I said, I was just like swamped. I didn't, I had tons of clients lined up for the next year and I didn't have time to really pursue it. And then when COVID hit, I would just like go on walks around my neighborhood, take my camera with me and film the flowers or film, you know, like whatever was around. And I just kind of was like, well, maybe this could be that thing that I, that I thought of a few months ago and like, just try selling them on my store. And so we launched initially, it was just a product on, on my store on like the Kate website. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of thought it was just going to be like digital merch for me as an artist. Um, and then very quickly realized like, Oh no, this, these are their own thing. Like they have their own personality. People are asking for like, mountain packs and makeup packs and then people were like you know throwing a million ideas at me at all all at once and so I just kind of realized like oh these could be their own brand for sure that's so cool did you like originally think that it would be mostly for photographers in those initial stages or because you knew so many photographers or were you always like I can do something kind of like you said flowers or something that could be for any type of business and this could work for any business. Yeah, I think initially it uh, photographers were definitely top of mind just because I had worked for so many of them. Um, but also musicians uh, were also top of mind. My, I had an idea many years ago, actually, that would be, um, it, w- it would be helping musicians create uh, marketing for their singles or for their albums or whatever. Um, and so this social motion packs is kind of an expansion on, on that idea. Um, but yeah, it it wasn't until I launched with just some very, you know, I think I launched with like videos of, of fabrics, videos of nature and like a few other kind of more vague, um, topics that I realized, Oh, these could work for, multiple businesses, skincare, uh, boutiques, social media managers, you know, anybody. And yeah, from then on, it's just kind of been like, I've just been running with them. (laughs) (laughs) When you are then creating new packs, are you then keeping it top of mind to keep kind of keep it more of a broader sense? That way it can then be used by so many different industries then? Or do you ever decide like, hey, I want to target, as you said, the music industry. So I'm going to create things, speakers, microphones, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Yeah, both. I definitely, um, I have a long running list. Now I, I also work with my sister. My sister works with me on this business as well. And, um, you know, we are constantly adding to this list of, of future pack ideas. And some of them are, are vague, you know, could be used by 
many different businesses. Some of them are like animation, uh, not necessarily footage, but something that you would create uh, in an animation software. And some of them are really specific to different industries. And I think one of our goals in the future is to just be that resource for business owners, no matter what industry you're in, um, that you can come to us and you can find really beautiful vertical video for your brand, um, no matter what, what you do. So that's definitely where we're going is to kind of start, um, start doing more packs that are, that are niched down to different industries. One question I have for you is because I've noticed lately with some of your new releases because I follow you and everything that you put out and uh-huh. um, you've had so many, like you said, animation and just very different from what it was when you first started. As you said, it was um, just more clearly videography. Mm-hmm. So are you the one doing that? Have you been able to take time? You seem like you must be so busy. Like, how did you learn how to do animation and all these different things? Yeah, so for the animation ones, I've played with actually hiring um, animation artists. Um, So I'll create the mood board. I'll tell them exactly what I want. And I'll hire them work for hire to create the the vision that I have in mind. Um, Because I just realized and this is probably this is something I learned from Sue, um, is that outsourcing is gold. And if you can do it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) um, That's one of the many lessons I learned from her. And and so I'm, I'm starting to be at this place where I I'm having ideas every week and it's just not possible um, for me to physically be the one who is doing everything. Um, most of the packs on our on our library right now are are from me. Um, but some of the like the specifically like the animation and the more digital created uh, packs, those I've actually worked with some really amazing artists who who helped me with those. So yeah, I'm starting to expand. Um, who can make packs. And that's that's one of the things that we're actually going to be launching in, in January is, um, I, haven't, I haven't told anyone this yet, but <laughs> on, in January, we're launching a creator program that will allow people anywhere in the world to create their own packs and submit them to us. And they'll be paid um, 60% royalty of, of everything that they make. And so it'll start to be kind of a marketplace as well um, for creators who who want to make their own packs oh that's so cool i love that so much as everyone grabs their camera (laughs) (laughs) honestly i'm i'm like excited to see if any of the you know sbe community anybody who's dabbled in video like you know come on come on over to social motion packs and i'm so excited to see people's creativity with it that is actually a great opportunity for you as as a marketplace because you're, if you're doing it all on your own, you don't have the opportunity to then, you know, go everywhere that, you know, all your ideas come up with. You know, I'm in mm-hmm. the area. If you want the Golden Gate Bridge exactly. or something along those lines in the background, that's something that someone else can do. It yourself or yes. you know, different countries or things like that. That's a fantastic idea. Exactly. And, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty good videographer, but I'm not the best. Like, and there's so many people who are way better than me, who have amazing ideas all over the world. And so I just kind of, and that's also the part of my, you know, I've realized my own core mission just personally, um, is just giving creatives, you know, the empowerment and a, and a way to make money from their art. Like that just means so much to me. Um, so I'm really, I'm just so excited about that, but yeah, we're still, we're still working out some kinks, but that should be launching in January. That's really exciting. And I love what you said about giving creatives like ways to make money from their art. Cause I'm just thinking Mm -hmm. about even like how you started this in the pandemic. And I know just for our community, there was so much fear when the pandemic happened. If you're a photographer, what do you, I had that fear. Like I went from a fully booked, kind of like you fully booked, uh, year basically to having to literally cancel everyone and wondering are they going to reschedule are they going to start asking for their money back even though you know I have a contract like just full I have to pay rent like on my studio just (laughs) full-blown panic right and so like to have um a way to make money online is so powerful and Mm -hmm. it can be really hard when you're a photographer because you're you know maybe you're not interested in creating 
digital products, typically like, you know, a course or something like that, but you're creative and it's like, well, what could you do? So I love that this mm-hmm. could be like an opportunity for photographers slash videographers out there to, you know, dabble and potentially make some extra cash. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the dream, right? Like to be able to have something that you create once and then it lives on and and we'll market it. <laughs> we'll, do the, we'll do the heavy lifting. Like Especially you just focus on the creative part. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of talk to you, Kate, about trends in social media because really your company is right on trend with the kind of explosion of video on Instagram, TikTok. I feel like when you launched, because I think, you know, I'm very into Instagram. So when you Mm -hmm. launched, I remember the packs were pretty much like story backgrounds was mostly how people were using them. Could kind of put one up. It would be really pretty. Maybe add some pictures, maybe add some text. But now it seems like there's so many more possibilities with reels and TikToks and everything. So how do you like tell people like how, how they should use your packs? Oh, that is a good question and something I feel like I'm in the middle of trying to do better. <laughs> right <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, but you're right. Like every every single social media platform is just really leaning into vertical video content. Um, whether it's Instagram, like you said, with reels and how they're now showing videos on, on the feed with the full screen. I don't know if you've noticed that, like when you scroll down your feed on Instagram, now a reel will actually take up the entire screen. It won't be cropped at four by five anymore. Yeah. That's a new feature. I don't have it yet, but I've seen other people screenshot there, you know, like (laughs) I'm like, Oh, that hasn't rolled out for me yet. But yeah, some people may be noticing that right now. Totally. And so it's like, and, and same thing with, with obviously TikTok is, is king of vertical video, but also things like, like Pinterest is becoming huge for vertical video. Um, and Pinterest is also such a visual platform uh, as well. So, and, and also YouTube just launched YouTube Shorts, which is like their version of like a TikTok scrolling vertical feed. Um, so it's really just going in that direction and it can feel really overwhelming um, to a lot of people. So one thing that we're doing um, is we're just going to be filming a big library of tutorials uh, for people on that will be free. It'll just be on our on our website um, that will show people, you know, how easy it is to just implement vertical video into any of these platforms, and you don't have to do a TikTok dance. You don't have to point to invisible boxes above your head, <laughs> like. Uh, and you know, it really can just be like really beautiful content and. But yeah, that's one thing that we're that we're working on right now is okay, how do we deliver all of this new updates and information to people so that they can feel confident uh, posting vertical because it's just it's just where everything's going. What with so many different platforms and then using video, as you said, Pinterest, I didn't even know Pinterest was an option for for mm-hmm. you know video um, with and that, as you said, Instagram now taking up full coverage of your phone screen with so many platforms using video what challenges then uh get brought in with this obviously i would think they each use their own different dimensions um Mm. what else is is does this become a roadblock hmm that's a very good question um yes i feel like some of them some of the platforms i think specifically pinterest is the only one that comes to mind that has a slightly different uh dimensions uh but you can still upload you know they don't stop you from uploading 1080 by 1920 um but i think their dimensions i'm forgetting it off the top of my head but i think it's more like a thousand by uh, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it, it's still vertical content. And I do know that Pinterest just also launched these things called idea pins, which are kind of like stories. Um, and so I, I think it could be a roadblock for people in the in the terms that it's just a lot. You know, it's just a, overwhelming um, and feeling like you have to be in a million places at once. Um, that's why I always tell people just focus on one, uh, to start, um, focus on one platform. Uh, no, it does. It does. It, you know, but it's also, an yeah, op- I don't, I don't awesome know if that answers your question, you but to potentially 
create different videos for different platforms and, you know, mm-hmm. market it as such. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we found that people are using them more than just um, backgrounds on social media. Well, they, they work really well as backgrounds for text, photos, uh, graphics, anything like that. But I've also noticed people working, uh, using them on their website as like video backgrounds for their mobile site. Um, That's cool. Oh, that's awesome. And that's another thing that's, that's also going completely vertical. I mean, I, I look at websites on my phone all the time, uh, without looking at them on a, on a computer. So it's, if you have a vertical video on your mobile site, you know, it, it just looks so cool. And that's the kind of another thing that it has come up that wasn't our intention initially, but is now becoming, um, yeah, is now becoming a way that our users are, are using them. And also, um, Another way, like little creative way that people are using them recently is creating short GIFs out of them. Like in in Canva, you can use uh, an app like that to create a GIF out of a video. And they'll use them in their email marketing as well, like in the emails that they send out uh, to their clients or whatever. And so it's it's just, it's fascinating. I actually, I learn a lot from our users on, (laughs) on on how to use these because it's just, it's just growing so much. That's so cool. Yeah, I um, I was thinking too about how I even use them in like reels. Like I'll clip them in. Uh, I've done a few where I've clipped them in with my photos. Like I've either stacked my photos on top or I've like kind of clipped it in if I wanted to have like fast cuts just so I'd have like something visually interesting. Sometimes I don't get behind the scenes videos on my shoots. Not like yeah. intentionally. It's just like so busy shooting. <laughs> Forgot Absolutely. to ask the hair and makeup artist. It's like, dang, I want to show off this shoot, but it would be really cool if I could just have a little video and the still photos. And so I'll use like your dancing fabrics pack or your new, um, you know, awesome collection that just came out for the Portrait Masters store. That's obviously like all portrait studio themed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just been a fun new way to experiment for me with using them. Is like how do how can I clip them into my reels and still have like kind of most of the content of the reel be, you know, unique to me, my photos, but then also be using the, you know, your videos to give it more visual interest. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. That's a really cool way. And yeah, I've noticed people doing something similar to that where they'll use them as kind of like a title a title slide um, yeah. where they'll put like the title of the video or the, or the photo shoot or, or whatever on, on a video and then it'll go into their behind the scenes. Um, yeah. It's, it's just, it's so cool to me. Just watching people get creative with them is so fun. Now with your, uh, with the different packs, do they, do any of them come with uh, background music or any jingles or is there an availability to then, uh, add it on top. Do you provide that? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just giving you guys some golden nuggets in the in this um, interview. But that's another thing that we are working on and will be launching also in January. Um, we're going to be creating social sound packs, um, which is essentially the same as the videos. They'll be. Um, exclusively created by me and also other musicians I know are creating some. Um, and they'll be sized uh, 15 seconds each uh, so that you can just literally click and drag them over the motion. Uh, so we are going to start offering sound, um, and that's another part of our tutorial library. We'll teach you all how to do it. There's, I think people just don't realize how easy it is to make um just a really beautiful video ad that now you can add your own custom sound to. Um, That's also something we realized people wanted because if you're a business account on Instagram or on TikTok, you might've noticed that you don't have the full music library. Um, I know we don't on social motion packs uh, account, uh, which it can be really frustrating, but I, you know, I get it because of copyright reasons. You can't have Dua Lipa on your commercial <laughs> stories. Um, but yeah, so we've, we're starting to roll that out. And I'm really curious how, how people are going to respond to that because um, I think, I think it could be a really cool addition just 
But to answer your question, the videos themselves don't have any sound on them. You can add your own sound, but we are going to start, we are going to start offering uh, uh, social sound packs next year. That's so cool and exciting. You have so much stuff coming down the pipeline. That's like so cool to hear about. Yeah, I know. This is my first time really like telling anybody like publicly. So (laughs) first. Yay, we feel like we got the exclusive dish. (laughs) Sorry, Kevin, I feel like you were going to say Now, is this an instance where, as you said, with the other other content creators being able to then upload their own social motion packs, is Mm -hmm. are they going to be able to? Is this something where you're opening it up for them to also create um, the 15 second music clips, or is this something that you're holding on to exclusively? Yeah, to start, we're not going to allow um, the public to submit sound packs just because it's a new product. Um, and so we just want to see how, how it goes, if people are liking it, if people want more. Um, and then, but that is kind of the plan, like further down the line, maybe uh, six months into 2022, we'll, we'll open it up if, if it's going well and if people want more. Um, but yeah, that is, that is the idea. I, I hope we get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask you is I've noticed you've had some really great like collaborations and features with other really big platforms. And um, I was wondering if you had any advice for like how to get those opportunities, because I know as photographers, we're also always looking for, you know, opportunities to be featured and Mm -hmm. get more eyes on our business. And like you just had a collaboration with the company Later, which is a huge platform. So do you have like, did you seek those out? Did they seek you out? Do you have any advice for how people can get more opportunities, like big collaborations like that for themselves? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I kind of operate from this position of not being so precious about about what I offer and I what I mean by that is you know just really so for instance with later um, they approached me in like in wanting to do some kind of giveaway on Instagram and I was like um yes absolutely and I just kind of created a they they were going to give away like a discount and I said no let's do I'll give some free packs um, to to any user. And they were like, oh, wow, that's so generous. Like, thank you. Like, I, th- I think don't be so precious in terms of those um, collaborations and just really add value. And, and I think it's okay to be generous in those, in those situations, especially if it's a new company or, or a, a collaboration that you really want um, that I, you know, and I also knew that, doing that would open doors, um, to other, to other giveaways and brand collaborations in the future. So I think just adding value and making sure that, um, that, that they, that they feel like, you know, not holding back so much. Like, I feel like I could have been a little stingier (laughs) in that. And, and I, and I wasn't, and I think they appreciated that. And, and also, don't be afraid to slide into somebody's DMS and show your personality and be really complimentary and, and ask and always offer to do something in return. I think that's what I mean about adding value is, you know, uh, we did a, I'm not sure if you know who Sophia Amoroso is. She's a, she started girl boss and all that. Um, now she has her own business course. And I literally slid into her DMs one day and was like, I love what you're doing. I think our audiences are aligned. Um, you know, she teaches small businesses or entrepreneurs how to how to level up their business. And a lot of our users are small business owners. And so I was like, I'd really love to offer your community um, a free pack if, if they want. And, you know, just kind of, that was it. Like I, I wasn't really asking for much in return from her other than just posting about us to her community and giving her community something from us. Um, cause that was exposure enough for us, um, to this new audience. And they said, yes, because we were just offering them something great for, for their business. And I think as photographers, you know, you guys have this creative ability to offer something to, to lots of different types of brands 
Um, and I think if there's a direction that you want to go, don't be afraid to just, you know, tell them, I'll offer you this if you'll do this one small thing and, and see where it goes. You know, if you don't ask, you don't get. Um, so I just, I, I would encourage everybody to just don't, don't be afraid to slide into someone's DMs or, or, you know, just send a cold email. You never know where it will take you. I love that. I feel like that's such a Sue thing <laughs> just to, to be brave and to just ask and see where it takes you. And like you said, to also be like in that giving um, energy that just feels like such a great like reminder for everyone in this community to take with them in their business. Right. I mean, think about if you got a message from someone random who you didn't know. And like, what would make you give them the time of day? It's probably if they were just being super genuine and nice and offering you something like that's what would make me stop and read their message and respond to them. So it's kind of like, think about how you would, you know, if you were on the flip side, uh, what kind of message would make you think, okay, I'm going to see what this person's all about. Yeah, I think that's so key because I feel like I get so many, well, I think everyone might right now on Instagram, like you get so many weird DMs that are like brand ambassador request and you're just like, what? You want me to buy your product? Like, what is this, you know? So like to write a message that's actually genuine and is actually not asking for something, but like giving something is is so major. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Kate, I wanted to talk to you also about your time with, you know, SVE and how that influenced your ability to start this, you know, business that has just blossomed and grown so fast. I feel like, you know, you're not exactly doing photography, right? You're doing videography, Mm -hmm. but um, I know that working for Sue must have given you such a leg up. (laughs) Absolutely. Everything I know is from working for Sue. (laughs) Well, could you tell us like what maybe like the best or the biggest piece of advice that you use in your business right now that came from what you learned from like SBE, even though you're not in a photography business? Mm, Yes. Oh my God. There's there's a lot, there's a lot that I learned, um, you know, cause I, I worked for them for about five and a half years and I essentially got a front row seat, uh, to what it takes to go from an idea to a startup to a thriving business. Um, so it, it, man, there's so much, I think, I think one of the biggest things I learned from Sue, you know, I remember the day that she was sitting on the couch at her apartment here in LA and we had just had a photo shoot or something. I can't even remember, but she was like, I have this idea for a membership site for portrait education where I would film videos and people would pay a monthly fee and they would get to have access to all of my knowledge. And I was like, that's a great idea. Like I still (laughs) remember that idea. Like before Aaron was even like asked to come down to work on it with us, you know, and I think one thing I learned from that experience is obviously her sitting in that moment, she didn't know how to do that. You know, she didn't know how to build a, a custom website with a membership gate and, and all the technicalities that go into that. Like she had no idea. She just had this vision of what she wanted and then every week after that, it was like baby steps towards that direction. Okay, we'll tell Aaron about this idea. He loves it. He's going to come down to LA and help us film. Okay, we needed somebody to build the website. Who do we know? You know, like, and it just kind of was like small steps in the direction of what you want. And I think one of the things, one of the main takeaways from that that I really got from her was like, if you have an idea, that you're excited about, even if you don't know how to do it, um, there's always a way to find people who will know how to do it. And um, that's one of her superpowers, right? Is like, she just talks things into existence. And I think that's also something huge that I learned from her is that don't keep your ideas in. Um, Talk to people about them. Even like, even if it's just like your mom or like, you know, (laughs) 
you never know who will know someone who can help you. Um, but if you keep your ideas to yourself, nobody's ever going to know and nobody's ever going to be able to point you in a direction. Um, and yeah. And then, and then also just don't being, don't be afraid to start small, start cheap, start, you know, doing things for free start, you know, just start. And, um, that I know she says that all the time. And so I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I learned from her. And I tell her all the time, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not scared to go after my business ideas because I saw you do it, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's such a, I'm so eternally grateful for that whole experience. Um, but yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things I feel like I got from her. I love that. I feel like it almost gives me chills that you were there when she like said, you know, no. about <laughs> the idea. Little, little did we know. Like, I know. <laughs> I, I, I was unaware that you were there from like the very, very beginning, like before anything was, you know, in full motion. That, yeah. That's just amazing to think that you got to see the entire process. The entire process. It, it, I mean, it's like I got a PhD in creating a startup, you know, like it, mm, it, it's, mm. it's such a cool memory for me and like such a cool experience. Um, and, you know, at the time I was 22, like I didn't, I was just trying to like do a good job and like pay my rent and like, you know, like do my best in LA. I was so new and like, didn't really know anything about the portrait uh, industry. And so it's just like, you don't, and you don't have to, that's the thing. Like she, and that's what I've learned from her is like, you can just, you can have a good idea and not know anything about the industry that you're going into or like, and that's also kind of like, it's similar to where I'm at now. Cause it's like, I didn't know anything about tech or like building a, you know, a creator program or like a membership or whatever. Like, I'm just like so green uh, to all of this. But yeah, one thing I learned from her is just, just talk about it and find people who can help you. Um, don't be afraid of your, uh, of the, of your blind spots, you know, as long as you know where they are, you know how to fill them. So yeah, I think it, it really, watching her took a lot of fear away from me. <laughs> so indebted to her for that. I love that. Yeah. Did you like, so I know you didn't really, you know, when you met Sue, intend to be a videographer, any of this stuff, I think you were just wanting to be a musician, if I have that correct. Like, because I, I yeah. met you back in 2015, and I think mm-hmm. you had just, you hadn't been working for Sue a super long time at that point, as far yeah. as I remember. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I met you at that workshop in uh, Culver City. Um, yes. Oh yes. <laughs> really wow. long time ago. I know. <laughs> I almost forget about that until you started saying that, you know, you've been with Sue since the beginning and it kind of flashed me back. And um, yeah, what I was going to say is like, how did you like fall in love with video? Like, was that also something that came from working with her? Oh, yes, completely. I, you know, one day, so Sue was still, she was still taking clients at the time. um, And we had a client shoot and Sue just like handed me a camera one day and was like, here, I set the settings. So like the ISO and everything was already set for me because I didn't know anything about the camera. And she was like, here, like, this is how you focus. This is how you take a shot. Just get creative and take some behind the scenes photos. Um, And I did. And then later that night, we're like looking through the photos. She's like, these are pretty good. (laughs) I was like, great. I'm glad I was helpful, you know, because I was just an, I was her assistant. I was just trying to be good at my job. That that was it. Um, and it kind of snowballed from there to like, oh, like I think it was a Canon Mark III at the time, um, and we were like, oh, I think this takes video. We should try to take some video clips, like like exactly what you're doing with the behind the scenes photos, but like video versions. And I was like, okay, you know, just trying to be a good assistant. And and yeah, like it just kind of started, it's really started just from me trying to be helpful um, and give her content for her socials and for her marketing as a photographer. And then, you know, the Canon 5D Mark IV came out 
and it had like those awesome slow motion capabilities and like the touchscreen focus. And that was the camera that really, um, we started to just film behind the scenes of everything because we saw the value in it. Right. Um, yeah. Because she got so much content and so much interest um, from people seeing behind the scenes content. And so that kind of, in addition to assistant work, that kind of became part of my job as well. Whenever we were shooting, I would have my camera and I would film behind the scenes clips. And then, you know, a few months later, it was like, all right, let's see if we can edit these together. And, you know, it was a very slow process, but it kind of just came out of need and and necessity. And, and then, you know, as we were filming Subrice Education, all those first batch of videos, um, I started filming behind the scenes for those as well. And then it just kind of, I would get curious about, I would see a video on social media that had, for example, maybe like a, a glitch, uh, a glitch transition or like a cool little editing technique that I would see. And I'd be like, how do you do that? And I'd Google it <laughs> and be like, or YouTube it and be like, how do you edit a cool uh, little light sweep transition in iMovie? And I would watch a YouTube tutorial, learn how to do it, and then, you know, use that in my next video for Sue. So it was it, it was very slow, um, the process, but I think it, yeah, it just kind of came out of her handing me a camera one day and saying, try this, <laughs> <laughs> which is like such a metaphor for life, right? Yeah. <laughs> As a kid, did you know you like had visual like artists? Did you have like visual artist tendencies or was it always music yeah. as a kid? I, I totally had visual tendencies. I mean, music is, is my first love. I remember um, the when I first started releasing music, I was 14. And like I my lovely, lovely mom um, is an artist as well, but she's uh, she makes jewelry. She's more of a she works with clay a lot. So that's that's her medium. Um but she had this camera for photographing her, her jewelry and her art. And so I, I remember being like 14 year old and being like, mom, this is what I want for my, for my music. I want this type of photo where I'm standing in the middle of a street in the countryside and like, let's go take, and my lovely, lovely mom would drive me all around Wisconsin and take photos of me for my music. <laughs> and, like, and I would direct her through it. And I, little did I know that, that, that was kind of going to be um, what I would be <laughs> doing later in life. And, and yeah, so music was always my first love, but I always really cared about the visuals that went with it. Um, like really, really spent a lot of time wondering about things like that. And even into college, I went to a music school in Boston. And even then, like I had, I would use my boyfriend's camera um, to film a little lyric video for my new song or something. And this was, you know, I knew nothing about camera settings. I was just like pressing record and that was it. And somehow would figure out a little way to create a, a video visual for my music. And so I was always interested, um, but I never in a million years thought that it would be, you know, <laughs> the thing that would be my career. Never in a million years. <laughs> I love that. That's so inspiring. It just like reminds people that like you just never know where life's going to take you and just to like like you already said listen to those little voices and, mm -hmm. and speak about it and tell people, you know, what your thoughts are and just see where it can take you cuz you just really never know <laughs> where your path is leading you to. Yeah. I think a lot of people get bogged down by um only identifying with one or thinking that you have to choose uh, you know, if I'm a musician, then I can't be working in photography, or if I'm a musician, I can't be a videographer, or, you know, whatever your version of that is. I think a lot of people get bogged down and like, I have to be this one thing, like this is my identity. And I, I think, you know, excuse my French, but I think that's bullshit. Like, I, just, yeah. I think you can be as multifaceted as you want, and it only makes your art better um, from, from any angle. I love that. A lot too, because I mean, I think I get stuck in that. Like, I used to perform, and mm -hmm. I, when I started my uh, back when I started photography as a wedding photographer, I really felt like I had to just quit performing. Like, mm -hmm. it was going to interfere 
just put that in a box, put it aside. That's not your path anymore. And just, you know, let it go. And then um, lately with reels, I've been having so much fun because I just get to play with that side of me that likes to be on camera and likes to perform and likes to be different little characters and everything. Right. And it's like I forgot that that person like almost, you know, lived within me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, um, sure, I'm sure that skill has only helped you in your photography business as well. Like that, you know how to be in front of people, like even doing this, like a, interviewing someone on a podcast, like that's, that's hard. <laughs> and like, like, you know, I'm sure that has something to do with your, your performance training is that you're, you're not scared of stuff like that. And so it only expands uh, what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because, um, you know, l- last year, I guess 20, yeah. So basically at the end of 2020, like December 2020, I always like write down like goals and I bought this like goals journal. So it had like little prompts in it and you just were supposed to write really random goals that you had no idea how you could ever achieve them. And I wrote actually that I wanted to have my own podcast because I love listening to podcasts so much. Not that this is like my own podcast, but I just had like such, it was just this weird thing that I didn't do anything to pursue, to pursue it. And just to get the opportunity to interview people and be a part of this has been like, whoa, that's so weird. I wrote this down. (laughs) Like you just never, like you just really, Never know. So like Sue also says, just write down your goals, whatever they are, even if you have zero clue, like how or how it would show up for you. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's such a good, I love that. That's awesome. I feel like I'm, I'm after this, I'm going to write down my goals. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone go write down your goals yeah, in December. Goes, <laughs> I was going to say the new year's right around the corner. Now's the perfect time. I know. Now's a good time. <laughs> for you, Ashley, you basically materialize just how Sue says it. You know, you put it out into the universe and then, you know, you ask for it and you got it. Just how, you know, yeah, you that ask was... for an assistant and, and, you know, all of a sudden Kate's dropping off a resume to her door, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. That's like the funny thing is I, I really didn't do anything to pursue it. I, I like wrote it down and then I just... I even had a plan to like create my own little podcast for my photography business. I was going to interview my clients because I photograph so many brand clients and I think their businesses mm-hmm. are interesting. And I just, that was always like, you know, I was just barely surviving my to-do list. And I was like, I don't yeah. have time to do this, you know? Yeah. So it just kind of goes to show like, you just never know how something's going to materialize. Sometimes it is just, I don't know, putting it out to the universe and just seeing if the universe can answer you. Well, and sometimes it takes time too, right? Like maybe that's something you wrote in 2020. Maybe it won't end up happening until 2023 or something. But like if it's in the back of your mind, you know, it can only only fester and manifest in certain ways and sometimes in ways that you don't even expect like this, like this podcast. Yeah, that's true too. Like with vision boards, like a lot of times I'll make a vision board and it doesn't come true that a lot of the things on it, you know, that year. But, like, I have a vision board right now, and I think it's, like, three years old, three or four years old. But now mm-hmm. most everything on it has come true. But if you had asked me, like, at the end of the, you know, the full, like, 365 days from when I made it, I would have been like, this vision board is BS. It didn't yeah. work at all. <laughs> so, like, sometimes you just have to, like, sometimes your dreams are so big they take time. You know, I think people forget that, that, mm-hmm. like, you can't. Sometimes you can make this magic transformation and change in a short period of time. But sometimes, like you said, it's baby steps. And it mm-hmm. takes years of building up each step to be able to achieve the vision. Absolutely. So, Kate, you have had uh, so going into your, your actual work of photography and your music industry, um, you've created so many beautiful fantasy style artwork for your mm-hmm. covers. Yeah. Um, from climbing out of the window into like mm-hmm. a new world for what was it? I was never here, floating on yeah. the cloud and forgetful. And I have my own personal favorite, the you know, being surrounded by the mountains of books in genius. Yes. Can you talk about a bit about the process of coming up with your concepts and how you see them through? Oh man. I mean I I think I I never really know what the cover is gonna be while we're writing the song. Um and usually not until 
you know, the song is already done and produced and everything. And, and a lot of the times I'll have multiple ideas and try different things and bang my head against the wall and <laughs> fail a lot. Um, you know, specifically like for Genius, the one with all the books, um, I, I probably edited like four different covers for that song and like hated all of them. And then it wasn't until sometimes you, sometimes it comes like really, really quickly where I'm like, Oh, this song, I see this scene, like no problem. Like it's, that's it. I'm done. And then some of the songs it's like, you have to kind of work, work at it and, and find and find it a little bit more. I, I love those covers because they, it's just such a, they're so derived from my time at SBE and, and specifically working behind the scenes, um, filming, filming all the videos for a lot of the courses that are on the portrait master's store, like, uh, like Richard Wood. Um, he's just this incredible fantasy, creative photographer, editor. And I always loved his, his visions and how he would make them come to life. And, you know, we'd be in the studio and, I think in, in his first course, he has this shoot where he photographs a fish, like a, like a goldfish or something. And oh, then yeah. He, yeah. I remember he, that. Right. He applies the, the tail of the fish to a portrait of a girl and makes her into this mermaid. And I was like, what? Like, I, lo- I loved that, like how he would just photograph different elements. And um, Sue also does that a lot with, with different textures or fabrics, like, um, she will, you know, compose different elements that she's photographed, m- maybe even at different times in the portraits. And I always really liked that creative aspect of it and that kind of fantasy, fantasy world, um, creating something that wasn't there in the moment, but looks really real. Um, and I just kind of, I did it for one song that came out in 2020 and I loved it. And I just kind of decided that was going to be my thing uh, for all of my single covers, just to use um, those, that kind of thinking and, and create a world for each song. Um, but yeah, if it changes every song, sometimes it comes really fast and I have one photo shoot uh, and that's it. And then I'm done and it looks great. And then sometimes it's like, it's a journey and I am working on a cover for like a month. Um, yeah, it's, it's always, it's always process. <laughs> that's for sure. Are you then able to take that same kind of process and then transfer that over into any form of the videos you create for marketing? Or is that a different, uh, mm. different process altogether? Yeah, it's similar. I mean, I can't, I can't do as much, um, you know, composition and stuff like that in video, just because I know it's possible. I just don't have that skill set. That's like, that's like Marvel movie level of editing. (laughs) And so I don't, I don't have that skill set. But I do, I do think about simple things that I do know how to do. Um, Like, there is the forgetful music video that I shot in Sue's studio, actually, um, where I'm just laying in one spot the entire time. And I took photographs of all of Sue's flowers <laughs> and and photographs of, of different like pieces of paper and different objects and stuff. And then in editing, I made them move like stop motion. So every few frames, I would move it on the screen. Um, and, and that was something that I was like, okay, I know how to do this. It'll look like this fantasy world, but it's actually somewhat of a simple um, concept. Um, so yeah, it does. It definitely does transfer over into the videos, uh, but probably not as complex <laughs> as you can do it in Photoshop. Photoshop, I feel like you can do anything, but video is, is a little bit more limited when it comes to creative editing like that. But Still can do it a little bit. Was Photoshop something you also like learned just because you were working from Sue and you had to, you know, Photoshop things for her? Or was it strictly from watching like the Richard Wood class that made you be like, oh, I got to learn how to do all this? Oh, yeah. No, I I learned a lot um, just sitting next to Sue for many years and watching over her shoulder. Um, probably more than she even realized that I was <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would. She taught me just a lot of very simple 
techniques. I think, I mean, she teaches them in a lot of her Photoshop classes, just um, cloning and, you know, the, the copy paste and then warping tool, um, just little, little techniques like that. I've just kind of applied, um, over time, but also watching Richard Wood, uh, was really inspiring as well. But mostly I credit Sue for, for learning Photoshop. Yeah. It's just so inspiring. All the like millions of things it seems like you learned from Sue and also like yeah we as a community also get to you know learn all that stuff sometimes we just need to rewatch some of those videos because man there are a lot of videos to watch totally and it's in it's impossible to go through all of them and you know like it takes like years <laughs> to go through it all I know. I think there's still videos that I haven't watched <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because there's absolutely. just so many of them. Yeah. You have a, uh, a promo video, I believe, on the SBE library as well. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Yeah. I did like a, a lesson on how to film a behind the scenes video um, for your photo shoot. And it's something great that if you have an assistant or a friend or a makeup artist or somebody who's there with you in your shoots, um, I would encourage you to have them have them watch it because it, it really shows kind of my thought process in working with a photographer and filming behind the scenes footage for them. Um, and then we also brought you through in the same lesson, I'll, I'll bring you through three different editing uh, programs. I think I did one video on Animoto, which is kind of like the beginner level, an intermediate level with iMovie, and then an advanced level with Adobe Premiere. And we edit the same video in three different platforms. So it's a cool, it's a cool lesson. Um, if you guys haven't checked it out, I definitely check it out. I watched it a long time ago, but now I'm like, I need to rewatch that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And some things have changed, I think, slightly since then, like in iMovie and stuff. So maybe maybe we'll have to update it soon. But but it, most of the, the techniques and, and, and everything that I would think about on a daily basis are in there. That's so cool. Yeah, it's just such a good reminder. Like, I mean, video is king, which I feel like has been one of the big topics in this conversation. And any way we can all like improve on our video skills is just going to be so powerful in our marketing for yeah, absolutely. everything. And even if it's even if it's just an iPhone video, you know, just having some type of video content on your page um, that shows how you how you do what you do, I think is just such a it's so powerful, especially on social media. So like even if you're just taking iPhone videos uh, throughout a photo shoot and like that's enough. You know, don't stress yourself out. Just just do just do a little bit to start and then start seeing what happens from that and build on it. But yeah. And for anyone that is looking for it, it's uh, titled Making a Promo Video and that's uh, under marketing in the SBE library. So no excuses, folks. You can yeah. start making videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. It is we have reached the one hour mark of our interview. And it has been absolutely fantastic hearing from you, Kate. Yeah. Um, so much good information. Uh, but before we let you go, uh, mm -hmm. if you can please share your socials with us. Let people know where they can find you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, my socials are on Instagram. I'm at her name is Kate. Um, and then if you want to check out Social Motion Packs, that's at Social Motion Packs. Just one, one big long string. Fantastic. The website is the same, Social Motion Packs. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's socialmotionpacks.com. Yes. Fantastic. Everyone, please, please, please be sure to go follow uh, Kate. And everyone, please be sure to follow The Portrait System on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Also, be sure to check out the blog posts that are associated with our Clubhouse interviews at suebriceeducation.com forward slash blog. You can follow Ashley on Instagram at Ashley Taylor Portrait. That is a-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. And you can find me as poplight underscore photography. If you are a member of Sue Bryce Education and you have more questions for Kate, Ashley, or myself, go tag us in a post in the SBE Members Only Facebook group. And if you are not a member of Sue Bryce Education and you are interested in learning more about how it can help your business succeed, email Ella at support uh, at support at suebriceeducation.com. Thank you again for joining us and we hope you can join us next week. Thanks again for listening today. And don't forget, you can listen to either me or our special guests every Friday on Clubhouse at 11 a.m. Pacific.
Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.